0: you're listening to wonderland episode 11 home another episode of wonderland the unofficial podcast for abc's tv show once upon a time in wonderland i'm daniel j lewis i'm jeremy laughlin
1: i'm jenny and i'm aaron
0: we're so happy to have you with us as we discuss this episode the winter finale episode Boo. not the series finale not the season finale we still got more stories to hear more episodes to see more cool stuff coming because this is the eighth episode and we don't know for certain How many episodes still? uh, The number has been thrown around 13. And iTunes finally enabled a season pass subscription where you can purchase all of the present and upcoming episodes in the season. So I'm thinking it's going to be about 13, 16, not a full 22 or 24 episode season. But we do have more episodes. That's the main thing, is we have more episodes coming. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) But what an awesome episode this was. I thought the pace was really good. The music was great. I felt like Mark Isham's score to this really helped keep things moving along and made it feel a lot more epic Mm -hmm. because there was music, too. It seemed like almost every scene had music to it.
2: Well, I'm not usually a fan of music in every scene, but I didn't notice that in this case. So I guess it was done well. It, I did notice music here and there, and I thought the same thing, that the soundtrack was a bit stand outish this week.
0: Yeah, Mark Isham does a great job with this and with Once Upon a Time. And this episode, being the mid-season finale, was written by Kitsis Horwitz and Estrin, or uh, Zach Estrin, oh, one of the so other safe. co-producers of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. I really think they nailed it on this episode.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So let's get into this discussion with talking about, uh, we'll be a little bit more thematic in this, but we've got a few things to talk about here in some of the different storylines that we got to see, starting with past Wonderland. In the past, one of the big things that I think that we learned is that Cyrus wasn't always a genie. Yep. Yep. He became a genie. So that begs a question. I'm trying to think. Does that really beg the question? Yes, I believe that does <laughs> beg the question, or
2: at least politely ask how
0: how did Cyrus become the genie? Yes, it does. I think
2: you know. So there's a story there to tell, but that might be something that they wouldn't tell unless the show were to be renewed.
0: Or it might be something that we'll get to see in one of happen- the upcoming episodes. Yeah,
2: it could be a one episode story. It doesn't have to be a long drawn-out thing no one else's origin story has really been i mean jafar's had two i guess anastasia's had one
0: right well one of my ideas on that is jumping to the end of this episode we see will become a genie by making a wish that (laughs) we'll talk more about his wish but he became the genie i'm wondering if cyrus became the genie because he tried to free the genie he met because remember Many episodes ago, he said that when Alice asked about wishing him free, he said others have tried and had bad consequences or something like that. I wonder if he was the one who tried previously and he tried to wish the genie free, but by doing so, Cyrus became the genie and the other guy did get set free.
2: Probably if the other one wasn't warning him not to do it, or maybe was (laughs) and he still did it.
0: We got a theory on this point from Rumpel's Girl emailed to us saying, I have this sort of crazy theory about how Cyrus became a genie. We have Jafar in our story, but we have yet to see Aladdin and Jasmine, two people tied to Jafar. What if Aladdin and Jasmine are actually in the past and distantly related to Jafar? My theory goes like this. I saw Jenny's eyes just like, huh? (laughs) "Huh?"
3: (laughs) My eyes don't make that sound.
0: (laughs) If you were a dog in a cartoon, your eyes would make that sound. (laughs) She continues explaining it. Cyrus was born a long time ago in Agrabah to Aladdin and Jasmine, who were the Sultan and Sultana. Sultana? Is that a thing? Uh, Sultan and his wife. Thus (laughs) making Cyrus Jafar's distant ancestor. Aladdin still has the bottle containing a genie from his time as a street rat that he got from the Cave of Wonders. He has one wish left. Somehow, Sultana Jasmine falls ill, and there is no way to save her except to use the third and final wish. Aladdin uses the wish on Jasmine, but the price of the wish is that his son Cyrus now becomes the new genie of the bottle and is cast out of Agrabah to find a new master. It's a really great parallel to what we saw in this episode, Home, with Will and Cyrus. She said, this is once upon a time. They love their parallels. Also, Cyrus was very attached to his mother's compass. If her life was saved, but his freedom forfeited, I imagine he'd be rather attached to something that belonged to her. That's from Rumple's Girl. So, great theory, Rumple's Girl. What do you guys think of that?
3: It's interesting. and kind of hard to follow. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I thought.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm finding that
2: there's a blank spot in my brain where all thoughts of people being related to each other tend to go <laughs> until there's more supporting evidence, and I can't really... I guess because of the way this show and Once Upon a Time both operate, I don't care that we haven't seen Aladdin and Jasmine. I don't think they're necessarily inextricably linked to Jafar. We may never see them. So I have trouble going down that road because there's nothing that tells me we have to see them or that they even exist.
3: Well, I kind of want to see them. Nobody's
2: even referenced them.
3: I want some reference. I want them to reference Jasmine, Aladdin, and Abu. We've seen (laughs) the carpet and we've seen Jafar. Now,
2: I must abu must be in <laughs> that just has to happen in a fez
3: i'm kind of wanting to think that aladdin and jasmine are in jafar's future hmm. because he's I not would, uh... old yet <laughs> <laughs> and in the, the um, cartoon version he's older well
2: you know what's cool about all this stuff too even if for some reason wonderland doesn't go beyond the season there could still be stories told at some point down the road that involve characters from the show in Once Upon a Time. There could be, you know, if Aladdin or Jasmine or both are in Once Upon a Time someday for some reason, a story involving Jafar could still be told in that show. Mm-hmm.
0: Aaron, what do you think of it, though?
1: I have a question. I feel like I should know the answer to this question already as a true onceer. but has there ever been a character introduced to either Once or Wonderland that does not have any other characters from their fairy tale? pongo in it <laughs> oh pongo well I, really though that
0: is a good example of pongo is a character well and a dog that we've seen in once upon a time but we've never received pongo's story none of the other characters like cruella Deville or anyone else that no one can remember their names are in that <laughs> story and well we don't have that story so it might be a story they'll explore it might not be it could just be one of those things that they decided to pull in a character. Mm-hmm. We've seen that also with some of the other characters in Once Upon a Time. Well, Cinderella. Pretty standalone. Oh, well, yeah.
2: Cinderella That's had a fairy godmother for a minute.
3: <laughs> yeah, for just for a moment.
0: And but none of her sisters. <laughs> Maybe. not. I mean, not as part of the story that we saw. As far as we know. Yeah. Anastasia.
1: <laughs> but they showed the sisters like walking out of the house. Yeah. Right.
2: Well, but even Jafar, we've seen multiple genies. And that's another character in Aladdin is just the genie.
0: And in fact, in Aladdin, uh, this could be getting a little too technical, but (laughs) the genie lamp often associated with Aladdin is an oil lamp, Mm -hmm. not this bottle thing that Aladdin is in. Now, Jafar does have the oil lamp genie because his collection of genie bottles, there's an oil lamp genie bottle the traditional kind that we know. Then there's this big fat bottle, which is the one that we saw him get when he was with When Amara. he stabbed the hands. Yeah. And then there is Cyrus's bottle, which is this thin, tall bottle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Aladdin could still be part of it or maybe just something that they'll decide not to use because if they're telling a story of genies, maybe they decided all they needed to bring in was Jafar and not Aladdin and Jasmine. And <laughs> but that
1: makes me sad. It, it would
0: be cool, though, if there was this family connection, because, yeah, Cyrus did talk about his mother in this episode and how important that item was to him because it was from his mother.
1: I wonder about how he doesn't know if she's dead or not, whether there's some magic at play there, if he's been a genie for as long as he says he has, then one would assume that if his mother was only human, she would be long gone. But then she does have this magical item, the compass. So whether she was involved in some kind of magic, that that's maybe why he doesn't know what became of his mother. That's something I was wondering about during this episode. I was wondering that as well. But my yeah. my thought on that was
3: maybe she just left and she's in a different realm. So the compass can't really point to her. That's my thought.
0: True. But well, I think the compass not pointing to her anymore is an indication that she's gone.
3: It's a suggestion.
0: Because he said at some point it, it stopped, st- stopped pointing,
3: pointing but it—it's it, not clear if she's dead or alive. It's—it's it suggested that she's dead.
0: But she was human. He called her human.
3: Yeah.
2: He acts like it's been so long that he doesn't even think of himself as human anymore. But then he doesn't know whether his mother's still alive. At a certain point, you should just be able to deduce. So I don't know if that means it's been just enough time that she could still be alive. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I would
3: love to meet Cyrus' mother. It
2: bugging the back of my brain. You would personally?
3: <laughs> On the
1: show. <laughs> Maybe she lives in Victorian England and just stays Victorian <laughs> <Right>. forever.
0: <laughs> Stay Victorian. I love the fighting scene that we got to see with Alice and Cyrus again. And she can really fight. Mm-hmm. Some awesome sword fight scenes in this series that I think are trying to appeal to the men in the audience with all of the cool sword fighting mm-hmm. scenes.
3: These because... writers really favor the tough girl and the girl who can handle
1: herself.
2: Although she did get stabbed,
1: I did not see her get stabbed. I was <laughs> I like, either. I rewatched it to try and like see when they got close enough to have stabbed her, and
2: yeah, that was a little weird. It's mm-hmm. like I'm fine. Also, for some reason, my hand is on my side. I don't know why.
3: <laughs> and oops! But talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about character development, though, there were a few points I didn't really care for in this episode. I didn't care oh. for the subtle hints of moral decline between the characters of Alice and Cyrus. I kind of feel like if the writers were to totally downplay the purity and innocence of Alice and Cyrus' relationship that it would really take away from the sweetness of their love. And I personally would probably lose a lot of interest in this show if they were to ever cause me to lose all my respect for the main characters. And for me, that's pretty important for a show.
0: Yeah, the way...
3: Like, I, mean, I have to, if I'm going to root for the main characters, I have to like them, yeah. and I have to respect them.
0: And there are two sides to it. Some people will say, well, they're representing the population. Sure, there's that perspective, but yet at the same time, the population needs heroes that are of a higher moral caliber to look up to. That's what makes them heroes, is someone you can look up to and try to follow okay. their model.
2: Yeah. Some so of the I stuff- think I know what you're talking about, but I think that some people are probably scratching their heads right now. So do you want to explain why you're saying all this?
3: Well, there was a couple of scenes where it kind of referred to, uh, well, well, there was the star scene and there was the tent scene.
0: What was Okay.
3: And it's just, there were some subtle hints to their relationship and how they treated each other. Yeah, and
0: maybe just getting a little bit sexual.
3: Yeah, a little bit.
0: I mean, even when they were kissing, it was hinting toward that. Maybe that's their only way that they could come up with explaining
3: how, how, she, did, found how she found the compass. compass.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Oh, I would uh, have enjoyed
3: watching her find it in a different way. Like, maybe he leaned over yeah. and it mm. fell out of her shirt. I don't hey, know.
0: I didn't really. It was just. It Get seemed anything a there little bit unnecessary to try to go that way. Like they could have told, like you're saying, Jenny, could have told the story in a slightly different way. Yeah, and not even had to touch that idea. I at felt all. like
3: the way they did that was a little bit inappropriate, as well as the tent. I guess and, I didn't and catch having, it at all. And they're having like a home together, and they're not married, so that's kind of what I didn't enjoy. I did kind of
2: have the hotel room moment where it's like, oh, there's only one bed. That's awkward. <laughs> yeah, but. I mean, the star scene, I didn't catch anything that was...
1: I did. I didn't enjoy it. But then even Will commented when they went into the secret, the hidden room that they could have been crashing there, him and Alice, the whole time. Yeah. And that was like... in. Obviously, no sexual way at all. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, because he was just thinking,
1: "Hey, this it's a nice looks place, comfortable, like, bouncy, place. Yeah, see, <laughs>
0: <laughs> why could <laughs> have we slept here instead of out in the woods? Yeah, so yeah, I get that, but yeah, I, but
3: it was intended to be a home, mm-hmm. like a getaway for just Cyrus and Alice, and I didn't really like that because they're not married. It's inappropriate.
0: I know there will be disagreements from our community, and that's fine. We're, our opinions mm-hmm. are our own, and they don't necessarily reflect those of anyone else. So mm-hmm. that's our disclaimer that covers like anybody. All bases covered. <laughs> <laughs> Home run. The, you mentioned the compass, and that compass, I, I know a lot might remember this from something else, but what is that compass very connected to? Another Disney a property.
3: Pirates oh, wait. of the Caribbean.
0: Aaron, did you say once upon a time?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: oh, there was a compass in Once
1: Upon a Time. The compass that they had to find last season to jump through the portal to find their way oh, home. Interesting. Thank Wasn't you. that a compass? Because I was yeah.
2: watching it going, there was a compass in Once Upon a Time. <laughs> I don't remember what it did and I don't remember who
1: had it. They had They had to get it from the giant, right, to yeah. they did. jump through Korra like Korra was looking for it, too.
2: And then they used the lake that... Also they, like, no returns stuff. things no that stuff. are lost. <laughs> and the compass in this show points to things that are lost. Apparently, another thing that these writers really value is finding things that are lost.
3: Mm. Oh, and another, another couple. Uh, couple? <laughs> another compass. <laughs>
2: compass couple. <I> mean, <laughs> uh, <no. laughs>
3: Ivani, in our chat room, just pointed out that Hansel and Gretel had Gretel. a, yeah. Had a oh, compass.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it would point them to...
2: Their home. To their family. That's probably the one I was thinking of because I thought there was another compass that pointed to somebody. That's cool. Did they call it the same thing?
0: A compass. (laughs) No!
2: Cyrus specifically said, and I thought the name was cheesy. He's like, This is a lost oh. and found.
0: No, they, okay. and everything in Wonderland has these really funny names that took me a little while to just get used to. And then it's now like, Yeah, any, you know, convenient, cute little thing. The lost <laughs> and found, the forget me not, the you know, The hair
2: horse things. that apparently visited Close. Alice. Close. Alice, yeah. I know, but a hair horse this week because she had a totally different hairstyle. She style. did have a totally Yeah, she's hair had a couple, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And then the other reference is to Disney had in Pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean, they had the compass that would point to what your heart truly wants. Uh-huh. And it did this same thing of spinning around a little bit and at some point pointing.
3: Mm-hmm. I wonder if
0: we're going to get to see that compass again, because now everyone's going to be looking for Will, I think, at least.
3: You mean the forget me not? Or no, no. The lost and found. Yeah, the lost and (laughs) found could
0: help them find Will. I
3: don't think the blue caterpillar is going to give that up.
2: Probably not. He's pretty
3: stingy with his artifacts.
2: All magic comes at a price.
1: (laughs) I'm sure if they have something worth trading, he would be happy to make a deal with them.
2: We have this invisible house (laughs) that Will helped make. Yeah.
1: I actually made a note on this scene with
3: the compass and the tent. As soon as I saw Cyrus go to the caterpillar i thought he was gonna ask the caterpillar to wipe alice's record clean of ever coming to Wonderland, so nobody would ever know where she was and i thought that this like we were just now going to find out that when jafar sought the caterpillar for information on alice later that the caterpillar actually didn't help Mm -hmm. jafar because he'd wiped her record clean but no it was just a tent and that's how he made her
1: disappear I thought he was going to make himself disappear so that Alice couldn't find him so that he couldn't have um, like, so that she wouldn't have that danger anymore (laughs) and that made me really sad so I was really glad that that's not what happened that
3: is sad I'm glad that didn't happen
0: well and Cyrus did say later on that you know they say that sacrifice is the measure of true love and I would sacrifice anything for you
3: I for you.
0: So he was willing to sacrifice his own happiness in order to keep Alice safe, but also make other sacrifices. And that comes up so much in this episode and through the series of sacrificing for the one you love. And speaking of sacrificing for the one you love, I would love to thank Samantha for sacrificing for us whom she loves for sponsoring this episode (laughs) of wonderland podcast samantha is our first supporter for wonderland podcast thank you so much samantha (laughs) thank you we we get frequent donations to once podcast but it's nice to receive the first donation to wonderland podcast we really appreciate the support samantha so thank you very much and if anyone else would like to donate to support an episode of Wonderland Podcast. Please go to wonderlandpodcast.com slash sponsor, and you can pick which podcast that you want to support with a one-time or an automatic ongoing donation. But thank you very much, Samantha. So anything else to talk about from the past before we move on to present Wonderland?
1: Yeah, I wanted to just mention uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. White Rabbit, as <laughs> like Whoopi Goldberg played her. I <laughs> think she did an awesome job. I really liked them bringing her in. I guess that's also present discussion, but I knew that Whoopi was going to be on the show. I had heard that in a spoiler, but I didn't know who she was cast as. And um, I'm glad that they finally (laughs) revealed that.
3: Yeah, it was really fun for me to hear her voice. i like, I know that voice. That's Whoopi Goldberg.
0: (laughs) It was a little familiar to me, but I didn't really pay attention enough. And Jenny, after we saw it, she said, I'm sure that was Whoopi Goldberg. (laughs) Sure enough, Jenny was right. It
3: was great
0: so in present day wonderland i love the grapevine thing again it's one of those things that's a fun play on the words and a fun way that they tied that in
3: and a great tweedle moment yes.
0: <laughs> they've even grown on me yeah. again the tweedles are so fun to watch mm. you know the cute little fat boys no Ron series show. <laughs> But one of the things that we get to see several times in this episode is Will and Anastasia's old little wagon, which we'd seen before in the episode Heart of Stone. That's where they were just outside having the fire when Anastasia got the idea to go steal the jewels from the palace.
2: That's right. So we saw that wagon. That's right. It was always in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. I was like, how did they even get that there? But it was always there they had a
0: cottage before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this wagon is what Anastasia had referred to when she said, or Will actually had referred to it saying something like, you think we're getting too big for the wagon? Or some conversation that came up there and it was a suddenly, no, she was saying, no, no, I like our wagon. It's, It's big enough. So seeing them then in this episode, going back to that wagon, tied those things in nicely because of course, Anastasia's dress, her pink dress Mm -hmm. was in there, (laughs) and some of the other elements. I'm sure if we were to really compare some of the things in that wagon, we might find a couple other things that were in previous episodes as well. The
3: queen herself actually looked a lot more like Anastasia in this episode. mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. She let her
3: hair down, literally
2: and figuratively, and she took off the (laughs) crown. (laughs) She She did a great job throughout one place particularly, was in the wagon. The only problem I had with it was that she Seemed like she hadn't been to the wagon in years, but clearly she put the bottle there. Mm. But she looked like <laughs> she hadn't been there in a long time. So I don't know. And she put some other things there, like, um,
0: you know, the bunny family. Well, it might be one of those things maybe where... Maybe she acts that way every time she goes in there. Yeah, exactly. Because it's so full of memories.
3: Maybe maybe she was acting that way because she she saw what she was losing by... She wasn't helping Jafar yeah. at this point. So she lost her hope of getting what she wanted mm. and she really wanted.
0: And she felt she was very close to getting it. Yeah. Oh, good thought. Yeah.
3: So I'm thinking that's why she was acting that way.
1: It's a good thought. She did also look back um, as she was leaving with the bottle. She looked back kind of towards where we then learned the bunny family was being kept. Mm. So I wonder if she was also just feeling a little bit like her morals were kicking in and... Maybe she felt mm. like she should release them or something.
0: One of the other things that was repeated is the giant wardrobe thing that had all of the jewels in it, where she had the fake bottle, mm-hmm. Cyrus's mm-hmm. bottle, is the same chest where she originally was going to steal the crown yeah, jewels. I loved in the episode mm. Heart of Stone.: I loved
3: seeing that again It was
0: with all of the same decorations, too, <laughs> same swords, same necklaces. And we couldn't quite see in this episode if the crown was in there, but that's where the crown originally was when she stole the crown.
2: Apparently she used one of the swords (laughs) or something for her little gift for Jafar.
0: Oh,
3: that was a great total moment too. That was good. That
0: was so.
2: It was so I think momentarily she's to us. gruesome.
3: That was great.
0: The funniest moment in Once Upon a Time. I think both series may be the funniest moment in both of them.
3: Daniel and I both just threw our head back and laughed for a good uh, two minutes. It was so funny. Another funny moment was Will said, nature called. And apparently in Wonderland, when nature calls, it actually says something.
2: (laughs) I love all the stuff he says. The modern phrases he uses that Alice just takes
1: completely literally. Yeah. (laughs) What did it say? I think (laughs) think it's because all of those phrases in Wonderland are literal, like the grapevine Mm -hmm. is literally a grapevine.
3: Yeah, nature can actually call in Wonderland. (laughs) What did it say?
2: Apparently it says more to them than it says to us.
3: I'm wondering which of the Tweedles betrayed the Red Queen. Was it D or was it Dom? Because she knows, but the Tweedles are never really named, so we, I guess we'll never know. Right,
0: even in the credits, they're just listed as Tweedle number one, Tweedle number two. Oh, no. There could be lots of Tweedles.
1: I'm saying Dom. <laughs> you think Dom <dumb laughs> well, was definitely the one that betrayed her? Yeah.
0: Probably. It's like, there's Dom, and then there's Dum. Well, and she did say a couple episodes ago, you Tweedles are dumb as all the rest. So it was a little play on the dumb thing. Hmm. But she didn't name that one that was with her at all. But one of the things, the slight little things I noticed with this is apparently the genie bottles have some kind of weight to them when the genie is in them. Because <laughs> one of the first things Jafar oh, noticed when he was no. holding both bottles was, hey, this one feels different
2: no, than the other so one. I can
3: just imagine the genie in the one bottle like, <laughs> like what's going on out there? I thought that for
2: a second I thought that was what he was doing until I realized that what he was actually feeling was that it was a different material, it was a different quality it wasn't the right weight. There was something wrong with it. He knew there was no genie in that bottle. So that wouldn't have been it.
0: Oh well yeah true. He sure. just
2: noticed that it was a fake when he compared the weight of the two bottles. Mm. Which since they're different sizes and shapes really shouldn't have been that big of an indicator but there you are.
3: You know, I, I, my first thought when he put the bottle down and, and reacted like, wait a minute, was I I was expecting some magical thing to happen. Like all three of them would be like glowing or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Maybe that will happen if he gets all three bottles together. <laughs> will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what I was expecting to happen, too. I was wondering if that's what tipped him off to it being a fake. He it was... went
0: on quite the rampage after that.
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he wasn't happy. Nope.
0: It was nice to see the rabbit kind of try to make up and really explain why and we ended up being right that it's that his family has been held hostage mm-hmm. this whole time. Yeah,
2: to the point that it took me a while to realize that we didn't already know that when mm-hmm. he said it.
0: Yeah, the only thing we knew is oh, at yeah. some point he had a family because in one of the episodes we heard him say, "Honey, I'm sorry I'm late." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we hadn't met his family. We didn't know if he had any bunnies. We just assumed from the beginning of the series that it must be maybe his family is being held hostage. And it ended up being true. And that's that always puts someone in a, a tough spot when your family's in danger. Mm-hmm. But as came out in this episode and a couple of other episodes, he said when someone you love is in danger, you'll do anything to save them. And That's what he's been doing is doing anything he can in order to save his family. So I wouldn't really say that he's had the wrong motivation or made the wrong choice. It's terrible that he had to do these things and betray his friends. But family is more important than friends.
3: And I really liked that Alice gave him the benefit of the doubt. Like she didn't go in there like, Rah, why didn't you why did you do this? Why did you she just she went in there and she's like, for him to betray us like that? There had to be a reason. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Alice is pretty cool.
1: She's a good. After she kicked her. the door down. Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, maybe after that, she felt more prepared to face the rabbit in a kind way.
0: <laughs> we also learned the white rabbit's name in this episode. Mm-hmm. Percy. His wife later, when his wife and family were released, his wife called him by his name. And she said, Percy.
3: You know, when we met, really? when we saw his family for the first time, I was thinking, only two? There are only two kids? They're bunnies. (laughs) Why are there only two? Well,
2: I had weirder thoughts because when they showed the bed where the kids were sleeping, I thought they were like adult humans. And I was really confused (laughs) as to how those people were their children or believed. Anyway, Mm -hmm. it was a strange moment in my head because the visuals were kind of odd. What's kind of funny is... (laughs) I was relieved to see rabbits later.
0: The the name Percy, uh, it's... It's history is a little bit unknown. It seems to be a little bit of uh, coming from Perseus and a Latin version. There are different versions of the name, of course, but one of the meanings is possibly to penetrate the hedge, hedge, rabbit, rabbits like to hang out. I thought you were going to say head. And I thought this was getting really violent, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like referencing a hunter that is, but neat to maybe see some kind of meaning behind the name that they gave the rabbit and because he also he penetrates things by cutting holes and taking people to different worlds i love that they use the
2: phrase dig your hole every time and it's not really digging it's kind of a cool skill
0: i wonder if he was born with that you think we'll get a rabbit backstory
3: (laughs) i don't i don't think we need one (laughs) yeah not
2: unless this goes to season four (laughs) (laughs) then it might be starting to need rabbit backstories
0: when Jafar was making that storm, were you guys thinking the same thing I was what? when we started to see the storm and the hair being used? I was
2: thinking hair magic <laughs>
0: uh, I was thinking no, not another dark curse
2: yeah I was, <laughs> it was similar to that, but it was very specific to her see i maybe it's because I watched so much sci fi and apparently fairy taleness through once upon a time, but I knew what he was doing. <laughs> I thought his line as he released the cloud was completely unnecessary. Maybe it wasn't for some people.
3: I think it was for our benefit. I think it was like kind of getting rid of the need to ask, what's that? What's it going to do? Yeah. I'm talking to your cloud. And I'm going to tell you to go find the queen and kill her. I
2: was like, okay, (laughs) you made this using one of her hairs. Clearly you want it to track her. And it doesn't look like it's going to tickle. So (laughs) I'm guessing it's just bad. (laughs) And so, yeah. yeah. But he said it and I cringed. But it's okay because maybe some people appreciated that line. Maybe. Hmm.
1: I thought that that was kind of a cocky thing for him to do, knowing that he did not have the bottle. He didn't know whether she had it at that moment.
2: And it almost completely backfired on him because he almost yeah. killed Will and Alice. And who knows what happens to the genie after that? If the owner of The Last Wish dies, what happens? I don't think he yeah. was counting
3: on her deflecting that in any way. I, yeah. I think he was just expecting her to you know, get struck by lightning.
0: Or for them to even be together yeah. like that. Right? I, it was
3: to track her and to kill her mm-hmm. so we could go and pick up whatever she dropped.
0: Or find the bottle. Maybe he assumed that she moved the bottle. Or was going to where the bottle was. If she knew that he was trying to steal the bottle.
2: That could have happened too. He could have killed her before she even revealed the location of the bottle. And then he would have just had a good time searching Wonderland <laughs> for a long time.
3: Yeah. Well, she was missing from the palace. So it was he probably had a really good idea of what she was doing.
2: Yeah. But if she had kept it somewhere far far away and hadn't made it yet it could have killed her before she got to it yeah he was throwing a giant evil magician tantrum (laughs) did you see what he did to the castle (laughs) tantrum
1: that was extreme yeah Yeah.
0: well i think it sets it up for actually it was pretty cool uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) it sets it up for some cool storyline in the next few episodes because no longer is Anastasia, really the Red Queen, and she has this palace to go to. Now she and Jafar are outright enemies. Mm-hmm. And Anastasia, or Red Queen, is trying to ally herself with the others.
3: She came a little unhinged in this episode.
1: In a good way.
3: In a good <laughs> Anastasia-like way. Mm-hmm.
1: But very suddenly, did you guys find it very sudden? It was
3: pretty sudden. She was like, can you please just believe me? And she was desperate.
1: Time
0: was running out so close Mm -hmm. and they had no margin for error and in a sense this is what she's always been
2: doing it makes me feel like she's been keeping up the evil red queen pretense so that she can get what she wants which is to undo the whole thing and not be that person anymore so it would keep those motives a little closer to the surface than we might have thought they Mm -hmm. were which makes this a little bit more of a believable flip for me because it's all acting on the same motivation that she's presumably had the whole time.
0: Yeah. And we theorized that either Jafar or the Red Queen before had wanted exactly what we learned, is wanted to change the past. Because we compared the rules of magic and the rules of <laughs> genies, and the one that was added for Once Upon a Time in Wonderland was a fourth one. And that is, I can't change the past. That is kind
2: of funny. It's like, gee, could she maybe want to change the one rule that we never knew existed? <laughs> One of them must want to change that one, because otherwise, why do
0: we even have that rule? Yeah, so that's what she wants to change. But for such a beautiful reason, just listen to what she says again.
1: I want you back. More lies. No, I'm telling the truth now. I'm telling the truth.
3: You had me. All of me.
1: My heart, my soul, my life. And you tossed me aside like a piece of rubbish. All for a little red crown.
3: I made a mistake. I see that now, don't you see? That's why I've done all this, so Jafar can change the laws of magic so we can undo the mistake. Change the past, Will. No, wait.
1: I would give up my crown. I would give up anything. Everything. Just to go back to a time when you loved me. Please, Will. I want you
0: back. So awesome to see her also, kind of like we've seen a theme in this episode, wanting to sacrifice for love. Mm -hmm. But she wants it back. She lost it. And she's willing to sacrifice everything she has just to have love back again. So I think in the coming episodes, we're going to see a search for Will and a search for Will's heart. Because Will probably can't love her at all or return the feelings without his heart.
3: Yeah, and that's where Alice is going to be able to help Anastasia because Alice knows that Will doesn't have his heart anymore, whereas Anastasia probably doesn't know that.
2: That's a good point.
3: I liked how they showed that Red Queen was kind of turning back into Anastasia in her accent. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was kind of transitioning between the two of them at random points while she was talking. Kind of like Spanglish. (laughs) (laughs) Only it was like... Red,
0: red queenish,
3: red queenish, <laughs> or red canastasia or something. <laughs> she, she's been the queen
0: for many, many years—at least twenty-eight, thirty years of feeling twenty-eight or thirty years because of the way that the curse probably affected Wonderland, and that she knew Alice when Alice was a little girl. Mm-hmm. So. She's been that queen for that long, putting on this accent, it became a habit to her. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in this moment, this crisis, that's when she starts reverting a Mm -hmm. little bit. And great to see that transition, too, I think, back into Anastasia. And I think then, by the end of this series, we'll see her and Will together, and she'll be Anastasia again, and she'll have people call her Anastasia again.
2: Even before this, when Alice and Cyrus were actually reunited... Did anybody else think that they were not going to reach each other when they were running? Yes.
3: Yes.
2: (laughs) I mean, they're shouting all over the place. They're running. It's drawn out. I was like, something's going to zap. Something's going to blow up.
0: Or I thought maybe Red Queen would then suddenly freeze one of them and say, okay, you're almost there. Now give me what I want or something like
1: that. I thought maybe even it wasn't really Cyrus. Because I thought it was a little bit peculiar that she would let him that far away from her. Yeah, and that he wouldn't mention... Important thing, right, at that moment.
2: And he didn't even give any indication at first that he wasn't alone. It did seem like... But then they kissed, and I was like, okay, it better be Cyrus. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> but then Cyrus said... As soon as the Red Queen revealed herself, Cyrus said, She's here to help us. And that's the moment where I'm like, Did we miss a scene? Was there a deleted (laughs) scene? Because there was no indication of that in the scene where they're riding together in the wagon. Like there's no, Cyrus says that he could tell what she would wish for, but there's no real indication that she's going to help them. It's just that she's going to not give him to Jafar.
0: Well, I think the one little hint we heard was when she said to Cyrus, Either Jafar can find her or we can. And that might have been able to lead into a conversation for them to have about what she would do to help. But yeah, especially in a mid-season finale like this, they the writers have the problem of too much content, not enough time. So yeah. stuff has to be cut. And that's, that's one of the things I hate about TV shows is that they have to cut stuff out in order to fit mm. that time of... 43 minutes and 20 seconds or that really tight guideline they have.
2: I will say it can be done. Yeah. You can, the story can be constructed in a way that it doesn't feel like anything is missing. It doesn't always happen. You might be a little too forgiving. (laughs) Maybe it's because you have your heart. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's a necessity that we should just have to go, okay, well that must've ended up on the editing room floor. We shouldn't have to think about that. But It's true. It does happen.
0: Yeah. It depends on budgets and how much can they really reshoot. And And in
2: this case, I feel like they may have just wanted us to not have to experience being convinced that she was going to help twice. Mm -hmm. Because clearly it needed to happen with the group and they just didn't subject us to that conversation before and after they were reunited.
0: Right. Well, in this moment when the lightning struck and Red Queen deflected it, it will then we have this moment where will is about to make his final wish or he makes his final wish i wish for alice's suffering to end just that phrase i think can really be taken two ways
2: (laughs) i know the way that it's usually taken i was like what you're trying to just put her out of her misery
0: good job (laughs) actually he said i wish to end alice's suffering Two ways it can be taken. One is it was his wish that Alice's suffering end. The other way is I wish to be the one to end Alice's suffering. Yeah, she was. Yeah, and so I think it was a combination of the cost of that magic and the way he said it. That he ended up becoming the genie.
3: So yeah. it really matters what the bottle thinks you said.
2: <laughs> Either way, though, it definitely could have just ended up where she just goes and she's just dead. Yeah, I was thinking no that too. No more suffering. Good job, Will.
3: No more suffering because she's dead now. <laughs>
2: She could have ended up sort of not right in the head where she just never feels upset about <laughs> anything and she it could she have would been have like reverted she She's to in, her
3: burrow groveness. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> he could have just been a tree and lived all the rest of her life that way, no suffering. <laughs> it was dangerous, but he was dying at the time, so yeah. we'll forgive him.
3: Did you guys notice the loss reference?
2: Nope. Oh. We saw another eyeball. Oh. <laughs> another eyeball. oh.
3: Another eyeball. Owl. When Will woke up in the bottle, it, the camera was zoomed in on his eye. Hmm. Which I is didn't notice that characteristic of oh. lost,
2: and we learned that the bottle is in fact waterproof despite the fact that you can see through the bottom. Class, mm-hmm. oh, despite
1: the fact that they were in the Outlands and they were on flat land and there was I know. no water. Well, it kind of, of went all.
3: over. They went over a sort of l- edge a berm. thing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> on the zoom in, it went over this edge. That then, when they zoomed back out. Wasn't in the shot, so. Well,
0: yeah, because time has been passing. They dropped the bottle very early on when they got into this place.
1: No, 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 no. They dropped the bottle the, when,
3: yeah, the uh, lightning struck the bottle and it flew. You yeah, didn't I see that. I think she deflected
2: it with the bottle. Yeah. She did actually. deflect it with the bottle and oh, it with hit. B- yeah, oh, and it okay. hit. Well, right.
3: the lightning did, and the bottle just flew somewhere into well,
0: some
2: shrubs, which have a waterfall beyond them.
3: Shrubbery
0: that you can't hear. Yeah. Very fast moving creek. That's
2: what it, it was. It was a creek.
3: It was a creek. Oh, it does <laughs> a have waterfall at the end. <laughs> the storm created
2: a flash flood. <laughs> and the end of the world. It
1: wasn't actually raining though.
2: No, it wasn't. But I'm I'm going with it. <laughs> so,
1: my question about the waterfall is if the waterfall is just within wonderland or if they're in the outlands whether that waterfall could lead to another realm. Maybe mm. it was flowing inland from the outline (laughs) maybe (laughs) let's hope so since it is once upon a time in wonderland but i was
3: kind of worried for will because you know there are sharp rocks at the bottom he's in a breakable bottle (laughs) i was worried (laughs) i am worried
2: so three months go by and the show picks up and we see the bottle smashed on the rocks at the bottom and will's just dead
3: well
0: i think it will be a hunt then to find will a race really to find will because jafar will be looking Uh, the three that are left will be looking maybe the white rabbit will be helping them Mm -hmm. look and for different reasons and what will happen when Jafar gets to the bottle which I think he may get to the bottle first and then he's able to start his magicalness evil plans that he has or is he so
2: this is back to the question that we had earlier in the season does it matter who is the genie or, like, does it ha- is it just whoever is the genie of the bottle?
3: I had a whoever's thought.
2: filling that role? Or is he going to have to somehow manipulate things to where he's got the bottle and he gets Cyrus to be the genie again because it matters that it be Cyrus?
3: I had a thought on that. I was thinking he was collecting the bottles of just, like, old genies. The ones that have, have um, granted the most wishes because maybe that made them the most powerful. And that's why he needed Cyrus because we know for a fact that Cyrus has been around for quite a while. So mm. I was wondering... Does the genie matter? And will he still seek the bottle now that Will's in it? So I guess we'll find out. I I think think he will
0: because Amara was talking about just genies and bottles. And there was a whole book about genies that was all of the world's knowledge about genies. And I think there are more than just the three genies. And it just so happened to be this one was within reach.
3: But he was very particular about getting cyrus in his bottle like he he didn't want to give up if there were more genies in the world why couldn't he have just been like okay this one's a little harder to uh, you know get my hands on so i'm just gonna skip it and pick the next one
0: maybe because it's harder to find a new bottle than to pursue one that you already know exists Hmm. at least for jafar
3: well it seems like he didn't have a whole lot of trouble getting the other two well the one that we saw that he got Didn't seem too hard. I mean, he just stabbed some guy's hand and turned them into stone. Hmm. It just didn't seem very hard to get it. Yeah. This bottle with Cyrus and now Will is a lot harder to get.
2: That's because of them.
3: (laughs) Why don't you just give up and get a new genie? (laughs) Yeah. I think
1: it has to be these guys. Like you're picking the genie that's attached to a person who does not want to wish for anything. Because she loves the genie so much. like it's like it's It's got to be the hardest bottle that you could ever have to get.
2: <laughs> they were all diagrammed in the book. I'm pretty sure it's specific.
0: Now, we got a feedback in from Dark One's number one fan Whoa. saying, I'd just like to say that I really like the idea of Will, the Knave, being the genie now. Because if you think about it, Will is more like the genie from the original animated Aladdin than Cyrus was. Because Will is both the comic relief and knows all the modern day pop culture of our world. That's true. Just like the genie in Aladdin did. Just something I thought I'd point out. But he's not blue. Not yet. (laughs) Once he figures out I can change his color any time, he might be. Wouldn't it be awesome if they had Robin Williams just do a voice for something at some point? Like they got Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yeah. What if if they tell Aladdin and Jasmine's story then if they get... Robin Williams' voice in it. That would just be so awesome. Well,
2: he's the (laughs) genie of the lamp, so maybe he's in that lamp.
1: (laughs) I feel like he's on a show on a competing network that probably won't let him do a show for ABC. Yeah,
0: that might be. Unfortunately, it's even. Isn't it on at the same
1: time, even? No, it's on at nine. Sorry, his show's on at nine. Oh, okay.
0: -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't follow the celebrities' careers much. To know uh, what's going on in each person's life. Aaron, anything else that you want to?
1: <laughs> now I feel like I have to defend myself. <laughs> Whereas
2: you, Aaron, clearly sit around reading tabloids. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um.
0: Anything else that we want to talk about with this episode? Awesome episode, by the way, but what else? Because Cyrus this is, is our- free. Yeah. And Cyrus
2: they're together. And if they weren't so honorable, they could just cut and run right now. But they will
1: not do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, because now, like, Alice has this, like, obligatory feeling to help Will that she has yeah. to help Will. You'd because have to it's, be in pretty... it's in her <laughs> yeah. nature.
3: Yeah. It's in her nature. <laughs> her nature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd have to be
2: pretty heartless to
0: not try to help him.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And we've got, we don't know how many episodes left, but let's assume there will be 13 episodes total for this season. That's an unlucky number. So, okay. 12 and three quarters.
3: (laughs) If you believe in luck. So we have
0: probably five more episodes to go. And a lot of story can be told in five episodes because recognize we've come this far. Cyrus and Alice have been apart and now they're together again in eight episodes. So I think the final five episodes will be the battle that will take place Mm. between now Red Queen and uh, allying herself with Alice, Cyrus, and white rabbit and maybe other residents of wonderland against jafar and there's probably going to be some tie up with the story between jafar and his father Mm. in some way
2: Mm. because we know that whatever else happens they are just telling this story for now Mm. and it's which is great we don't have to worry that they're just going to keep introducing new obstacles just to drag the same story out for years and years and years right even if it got renewed
0: Yeah. And it was Jane Espenson, by the way, the chat room's letting me know. Jane Espenson was the one that said 13 episodes in response to someone's question. So we'll go on that number that it will be 13 episodes, which gives us plenty of time, I think, to wrap up this story and have a fun time doing it. So some awesome directions that this could go. And as they wrap up the story, and we've got this winter hiatus now, which is going to be a long, painful hiatus. Once Upon a Time in Wonderland returns on, it looks like, March 6th, 2014.
2: Which puts us 81 days
0: and an hour away as of the time of this recording.
2: (laughs)
3: Oh, Jeremy, you and your countdown.
0: (laughs) How do you think this series is going to end? Happily Happily ever after. (laughs) Okay, great. Thank you so much for listening to this. Maybe
3: Anastasia will become a genie. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Actually, I don't think it, that:
0: Wouldn't it be great Did and you? ironic to see Jafar become the genie because he wouldn't have power of his own? Mm-hmm. He would have to serve other people for the rest of his life.:
1: He'd have living space. <laughs> <laughs> And an Aladdin reference: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah:
3: I feel true. like he can't become the genie yet because that's the end of the Aladdin story, and we haven't met Aladdin or Jasmine or Abu.
0: Well, we may meet them in a flashback.
3: Maybe so.
1: I hope so. I think it's funny that Jeremy and I both said, how when Daniel said, how is the series going to end, or the season, and we said, (laughs) happily ever after. But in my notes, I literally have written, literally, I literally have written, thanks so much, Adam and Eddie, for making me never believe in a happy reunion. (laughs) Because I put thoughts going through my head when Alice and Cyrus were running towards each other, that Cyrus was Anastasia, or that somebody was going to get shot, or stabbed, or frozen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like we talked about.
2: <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm thankful that they did not do that in the actual reunion scene, because too many shows do that. Mm.
1: I'm glad they didn't, but it was still the first place our mind went. I was like, yeah.
3: oh crap, what's going to happen now? They're running <laughs> towards each other. Well, something's going to happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anything else to discuss about this episode? I don't think so. Nope. It was great.
1: I just have to admit, I really did underestimate Anastasia. I thought it was funny in the Previously on Wonderland, they showed her saying, stop underestimating me, Jafar." And I was like, oh, I totally did, because I totally thought he had the bottle, and that was it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was going to be some big battle, but she was actually a lot smarter than I had given her credit for. Mm -hmm. And I
2: didn't think her character was going to be as enjoyable as she
0: has been. Yeah, I think that... She still has some ways to go because she needs to win back Will's trust. Even with his heart, he'll have a hard time trusting her probably. So she has to win that back and do so by proving it to him and by proving it, I think, to Alice as well. Because Alice wasn't willing to trust Anastasia. But Cyrus is. Mm
1: -hmm. Makes sense if you remember the last deal Alice made with Anastasia. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I think they're definitely going to have to find Will's heart. I think they'll Mm -hmm. be a part of this season.
0: And would Will even be able to help Jafar if Will doesn't have his heart? Like, I'm thinking Jafar will find the genie bottle first. Oh,
2: yeah.
3: And
0: start trying and enact this spell or this curse or whatever he does to try to change the laws of magic, but then discovers will with his comic relief is probably going to say something like it's not working. Is it mate? That's because I don't have my heart. and I'm not telling
1: you where it is.
3: <laughs> like he needs a whole genie in order to right. enact
1: whatever. Like He, he needs the heart play. of the truest wish grantor. <laughs>
0: well, well, maybe realistically, maybe he does need the heart of each genie. Maybe. And maybe that's why they wrote this into the story that Will doesn't have his heart in him is so that when he's the genie that he wouldn't be of use to Jafar yet because now it's even harder; He's got to find the heart.
2: Oh, so he becomes the master of three genies and rips out their hearts and he's like, wait,
3: where's yours? <laughs>
2: I, I, I'm feeling around. I don't see, There's nothing here. Where'd your heart go? <laughs> that's a lung. Where's your heart?
0: I, I wonder how that scene will go, though, when he tries to enact the curse. If he if he gets that far to enact this spell will he be like doing something to the bottles will he have to rub each bottle and bring the genie out and then do something like kill them take their hearts boil them takes a piece of their hair or what
3: yikes
2: oh definitely hair you <laughs> know most magic revolves around hair from these shows
0: but i'm looking forward to where the show goes and i know that you guys are as well and we love receiving your feedback But we are going to be taking a hiatus because many things are coming up. One is, of course, the show is taking this hiatus until March 6th, 2014. But we also have Christmas and New Year's. I'll be speaking at a couple conferences, hosting some training workshops for podcasters and stuff like that. So our publishing schedule for episodes will significantly drop down. But we will try and have some special surprises for you during this hiatus to help you through but you can always send us feedback by emailing feedback at com, or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or go to the website wonderlandpodcast.com and send a voice message through the site. Even if we can't talk about it in the podcast, jump on the forums and talk about it there with many other Once Upon a Time fans and Once Upon a Time in Wonderland fans over at com slash forums. We'll still be on Twitter and still reachable by email and checking our voicemails and all of that and looking for how we can incorporate your great feedback into our discussion of the show you can follow us on twitter at wonder podcast and i'm daniel j lewis please follow me on twitter at the ramen noodle
2: i'm jeremy laughlin you can follow me on twitter at fleegon that's p-h-l-e-g-o-n
3: i'm jenny and you can follow me at
1: twitter.com slash jenny snook and I'm Aaron and you can follow me on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz.
0: If you want to check out the show notes for this episode, go to wonderlandpodcast.com slash 11 and continue the conversation there. But until next time, if you want to kiss me, you don't have to make up a story. Just my wife would have a problem. <laughs> and thanks for listening. podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to Samantha for sponsoring this episode of Wonderland Podcast. If you'd like to donate to support future episodes, please go to wonderlandpodcast.com slash sponsor.